What's up, nerds? Uh, it's Radio Matt here, and this is Bible Thump. I'm taking over the next two weeks, giving Drew a bit of a break, and uh, I wanted to go over a couple specific popular Bible verses with you over the next two weeks. Now, for those of you who are uninitiated, Bible Thump is simply a, a weekly kind of devotional, kind of Bible teaching time that we do every Sunday. It's it's relatively short, you know, usually 10 to 15 minutes, sometimes even less than that. Uh, but it's an opportunity for us to try and connect with you on a deeper uh, biblical level than we tend to do with most of our programming. And so I'm excited to be able to talk with you this week about verses that we kind of have the wrong idea about, or, you know, there's a bit of a misconception, I guess, about the intention behind those verses. And the first one I want to start off with is one, one of the most popular, one of the, the, both of these that we're going to talk about over these next two weeks are uh, some of the most well-known Bible verses. But today's is going to be Jeremiah 29, 11. And uh, let's go ahead and read that here. Jeremiah 29, 11, I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB says, for I know the plans I have for you, this is the Lord's declaration, plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You're probably more familiar with the NIV version, which I believe goes, uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. It's a great verse. It's an inspirational verse. Like it's one that we see on like inspirational cards, you know, greeting cards, inspirational plaques that you give to graduating seniors as they head off to college on uh, leather bound covers for your Bible. You know, it's, it's a good verse to, as it stands alone. The only issue is, is that when you put that verse into the full context of the story, you see a much different message Let's let's just read the few verses around this here. We'll start with 10 and just read through uh, 14, 10 through 14. And so what this is, is this is Jeremiah's letter to Israel. And so this is a section of that. And it says, for this is what the Lord says. When 70 years for Babylon are complete, I will attend to you and will confirm my promise concerning you to restore you to this place. For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You will call to me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. I will be found by you. This is the Lord's declaration. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and places where I banished you. This is the Lord's declaration. I will restore you to the place from which I deported you. The Israelites, time and time again, the Old Testament tells us, turned on God. God performed massive, massive miracles and gave them so much provision throughout the years, proved beyond a doubt, often in spectacular fashion, 
that he existed, that he loved them, that he cared for them, that he would provide for them. And time and time again, sometimes directly after some big miracle, they turn away from God and turn to false gods. They run from the, the commandments that God has laid out for them. And what this story is, is essentially a parent who is realizing that the only way for our child to come back to where they need to be to realize how far they've gotten themselves dug into this hole is to let them lie in the bed that they made to let them experience the consequences of their actions. And this is what God is doing. God is saying, look, I, I have done all I can for you, and yet you still run from me. And so I'm going to let you suffer the consequences of your own actions here. You are going to go into exile. You are going to be enslaved by the Babylonians. But after some time, you will remember me. Israel, you will call my name. You will seek me. And when you seek me with all of your heart, I will be found by you. I will be there. And then I will restore you. I will bring you back to where I took you from. I will restore Israel because I know the plans that I have for you. And it's not this. It's a heartbreaking story. It's a heartbreaking verse when you read it from the context. This is God saying, gosh, I have so much better for you. I have so many great things lined up for you. And yet you keep running from me. You keep breaking my rules. You keep living for yourself or living for other gods or, or giving your heart to other cultures who don't believe in me. I have so much better in store. But God doesn't force Israel to believe. Doesn't force Israel to do what he wants them to do. All he does is remove his protection. There's a, an internet phrase that Jeremiah 29 11 is not about you. Uh, I think I used to believe that because this is a story about the Israelites. This isn't us. This was written for a specific set of people at a specific time, but really every verse in this Bible is about us. It might not have been written for us, and in some cases it might not even apply today, like in the case of some of the Levitical law, but all of it is still a story that teaches a lesson. All those Levitical laws that no longer apply today had meaning behind them. Many of those Meanings were about not intermingling with people that believe in false gods or don't believe in God at all to the point where they allow – it allows – you allow yourself rather to be taken away from God by them. 
I'm not saying you can't be friends with people like that, but I'm saying if you allow your life to be their life, if you allow yourself to go their direction, especially in spiritual matters, you fall away from God. And that's what this has been about. That's what the Israelites struggled with, being pulled to other gods. Today, this applying to us is more likely something on a smaller scale. What in your life is dragging you away from God that you've been struggling with for years? Is it drugs, drinking? Is it emotional uh, instability, anger, you know? Is it codependency? Is it fear, just fear of the unknown? Is it a bad relationship? A person you know you shouldn't be with that is no good for you that you keep going back to because you're too worried about what life would be like without them. Is it something like pornography that affects 80% of men and 50% of women, Christian or not, and about half of each of those use it addictively? There are so many things in our society that are pulling us away from God. And the longer we allow them to take up residence in our hearts and our minds, the less we resist against their pull. And there are going to be times where the God who loves you so much has to do what good parents do. There are going to be times where God is going to just let you experience the consequences of your sin. So you'll realize just how far you've pulled away from God. Because he knows, he knows that we will have a breaking point. We will remember that faith that we had in those early days. We will remember the God who has provided for us and blessed us. We will remember that God's plan for us is so much bigger than we could ever imagine. And that we will come back to him. We will seek him with all of our hearts. We will call on his name. And when we do that, he is there. To give you a nerdy uh, image of it, do you remember playing Super Mario 64? I'm sure you do because it's been on like eight systems. Those of you who remember that game will remember that there is a staircase the very end right before the final showdown with Bowser. And you have to get a certain number of stars in order to reach the top of that staircase. So if you haven't gotten all of those stars, you'll run in that staircase and you will keep running up that staircase and you will keep going. And you could run for hours up that staircase and never reach the top. But if you turn around, it's just a couple steps down and you're back to that lower level. No matter how hard we run away from God, 
when we finally make the choice to turn back around, he's right there. He's been on your tail the whole time. Waiting, waiting to bless you in ways that only he can bless you in ways that you can't imagine. To change your life in mighty and powerful ways. Yeah, it's scary sometimes. It really is. We are afraid of the unknown. And unfortunately, that fear of the unknown is often what keeps people in their addictions or their bad situations, because there is a level of comfort that comes with knowing what life is going to be like every day. Even if you're miserable where you are, you at least know what to expect when you wake up the next morning. And even though what to expect is more misery there is that level of comfort that comes with knowing. But when you decide to step out of that sin, when you decide to hand that all over to God and say, God, do with me what you will, it's a blank page for you. It's the unknown that you're stepping out into and you have no idea what's coming. And that can be terrifying. But that's a part of the faith aspect of our faith, right? The trusting in God, the believing without seeing. I've learned the hard way, man. Woman, child, anybody listening. If there was one thing I could wish for anybody, it would be to not have to learn the hard way. But wherever you're at in your journey, if there is something that eats at you every day, something about your life that you know, you know is pulling you away from God, and that if you could only drop that at his feet, you know, you know God could come in, clean house, and start delivering on that promise. He has plans for you. He has a future for you. He will give you hope. But he won't force it on you. Surrender. And accept that future. I promise you. In the end, you will not regret it. Come back next week. We're going to talk about another Bible verse. I'm going to leave it a mystery for now. Another popular one that is often misused uh, to its detriment. You know, like I said, the idea of 2911, Jeremiah 2911 being this inspirational thing, that's great. But the real message, so much stronger. Not as pretty, but so much stronger in the long run. I can't wait. I'll see you then. Have a fantastic week, and remember, Jesus loves you, nerd.